When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV or subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something that I find really interesting, but we're going to be talking about what the closed source world can learn from the open source world. And here to discuss that with us is our very special guest. I'd like to welcome Jackie Levy. Jackie, welcome to Press This. Thanks so much for having me. It's really good to be here. Awesome. Well, this is a really kind of interesting topic. I know, you know, certainly in, in my own world and, and those I'm, you know, friends with and, and get to talk to, you know, the, these really are different worlds. And so for those listening, what Jackie's really going to share today is about his experience using open source strategies um, in a closed source context. And, and really the backstory here is that Jackie spent over 10 years working pretty much exclusively in WordPress, or at least extensively in WordPress, and now spends a lot of his time in closed source systems. And so he has this really unique point of view he's gonna share with us here today. So really excited to have you here, Jackie. Um, first question, which I ask of all my guests, um, if you have a WordPress.org profile, Jackie, you might remember this question, uh, but could you briefly tell me your WordPress origin story? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. It kind of brings me back. So I started using WordPress in grad school. Uh, I was just documenting my own work. And then I started working with a dance company, a modern dance company in New York City called Miss No More Dance Theater. And 
they were pretty open to just trying new things out. And the art world, there's a lot of experimentation that was happening at this time. This was about 2005, 2006, 2007. So right about the time that YouTube was getting acquired, uh, things were just starting to take off with publishing on the web. So this particular dance company wanted to try all the latest and greatest technology to connect with audiences. Um, and the way that the businesses refer to audiences is, you know, typically customers. So, you know, the people that see their shows. So I started using WordPress uh, to really document their work, to post videos, interviews, really anything producing online content around their work. It took off. They started getting a lot of attention. The New York Times picked up an article about how they were using technology. And within a year or two, they started getting grants. Uh, they got a, about a million dollar grant from Rockefeller and Doris Duke Foundation. So it became a really big story. And how were you involved with this at that time? Like, why, why did they come to you to build the site? And then why did you choose WordPress? Yeah, I mean, I was a grad student at the time, and I, I have a theater background. And so I also happened to really know about their work. And I really, I knew a lot of the performers. So I, I had a connection to the dance company already. So it was really, um, I don't know how you say it, just synchronous. It was really just almost... Fate. I, I, I don't really know what it was, but it really, the, the, the two of us, uh, between myself and this dance company, this artistic director, we really got along very well. We really had ideas about, the same ideas about sharing and making content available. This was the idea of bringing open source to the arts world. So I already had that background and that desire and this exposure in the software development world of open source, but it didn't really exist as much as it does now uh, in the arts world. And we had this shared vision of making arts more accessible on the web. So my idea was to turn them into a case study and it really did. It really took off a lot of, you know, pretty much every arts, major arts organization now has a YouTube channel. They are posting online. They, have a blog pretty much that's a uh, that's a heck of an origin story there jackie uh, you're kind of knocking it out of the park at least in terms of impact on that very first wordpress project you said yeah. that was in 2005 which would have just been two years after wordpress was released a year after plugins in the same year themes was released um that those are definitely early days it's interesting to hear about that at least through the connection um to the art world and kind of the adoption there and the success you had now you said you're at Ten Up. Um, how long have you been there, and what do you do at Ten Up? I started at Ten Up right around October, uh, and I, right now uh, I am a senior project manager. And so my focus right now is really working on projects that are more long term. Uh, when I started out, I was working with dance companies, and those projects would take you know uh, maybe a month or two for the build. And, you know, for the launch, you know, sh short, short projects. Um, so now I'm working with much bigger companies and uh, building out really, really large projects in the enterprise world. And 
that's 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 really been my my shift and my focus uh, in in the last couple of months. Okay, and what were you before that? You were doing you said your smaller projects. Was this part of like a like your freelancer agency business prior to this? And you kind of mentioned you've been in WordPress for like ten years. Obviously. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I yeah. So, uh, so to clear that up, I right right after I start I started doing the work as a freelancer, pretty much a student with dance companies. I started my own agency as a result of that work. So I started working with museums and I started my own agency called Arrowroot Media. So Arrowroot Media, we were looking to bring, you know, innovation and design and uh, all the things that WordPress and open source world brings to the art world. And so I, I was running that agency for many years. And then I got the opportunity to work at Sotheby's, which is where I was doing a lot of this closed source work. We were working with a whole, nothing related to WordPress. So I was doing that project. And then right after that project ended, I moved into 10up. Okay, well, that's a great choice. I love the folks over at 10up, uh, John and Brad Miller. Uh, Brad actually played at WordCamp Boston Virtual with his, uh, I guess it was a ukulele or guitar. I don't know, his voice was incredible. Uh, but Greg for a group of folks over there. Um, so you said now the work you're doing kind of involves uh, systems that are they're not based on open source software or quote closed source. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what you're working on? Like what kind of projects? Yeah, the the work that specifically the work that I was doing at Sotheby's, uh, I started that work uh, pretty much about two years. Uh, uh, just call it two years. I was working with SAP systems. So SAP is like Oracle, uh, you know, they, they have massive databases. I was working specifically on their HR systems. And so they have, uh, you know, the specific software is called Success Factors. And so Success Factors, like Workday, a lot of these other HR systems, um, they're running on their own cloud software and that's 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 the work that i was working in um and integrating into a lot of across across the organization um but the, the success factors were was really the piece of software that i was working on for Sotheby's specifically okay so it sounds like as i'm kind of playing through this you kind of start as a grad student you um, get this project with the dance company and kind of bring them into the kind of fold of open source. And that's um, at least in terms of like a, your first experience with WordPress, your kind of first taste of that. And then kind of over the course of your career, uh, worked with WordPress through your agency Arrowroot um, and then through the work at Sotheby's and some of your projects now at 10UP, you're kind of in this, in this closed sourced world. And so you're kind of you're kind of bouncing in, in between, I guess, or bouncing back and forth a little bit. Um, but when yeah. I talk about like that experience, like what was that like? What were things were different? And then what are things that each side can learn from the other? We're gonna explore that right after this break. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, 
Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, interviewing Jackie Levy about his experience between the open source and, quote, closed source worlds. Jackie, right before the break, you were telling us about your background with like WordPress development. You were telling us a little bit about your work with Sotheby's working on SAP, Oracle, uh, the SuccessFactors product, kind of in this closed source world. Um, so help me understand, like, were you the first person with open source experience that was working on the SAP uh, SuccessFactors project? Like, was everybody else just from the closed source world? And you were like the first person with open source experience to, to jump in on that project? I think... For that specific project, uh, I, I don't know if I was the first to, you know, that have ever worked with open source software. Uh, I'm, I'm I sure. I mean, like, as a prominent part of their work. I think, uh, yeah, the, the values that I was really bringing to the project were, were, were values that I just learned from the WordPress world, you know, from working on open source software. So I would say I was probably the most prominent person pushing for those kinds of values and I think the, the specifically the things that I was looking to bring to the project and to the teams that I was working on was just having a lot of things running asynchronously a lot of things being transparent a lot of uh, communications being open so that we're <laughs> we, we kind of take it for granted but having basic project lists that anyone can see across the project, across the organization, having documentation that anyone can access and update, really having a lot of collaboration in place and expecting people to participate and really, if they wanna see something built, to be involved in that build process as testers, as uh, people providing feedback. So these so, are something like that, the kind of I don't know, features or like um, kind of aspects of, of open source software and the communities that surround it. Um, I, I do want to dive in into some of the things that you feel is like missing from the quote closed source world and kind of more the way you were talking about there, but just real quickly from the high level, as you came in with these points of view and around some of the benefits of open source and the things you just kind of rattled off, uh, did you find like, like you, you often hear like this kind of almost like a battle between the closed source and open source communities in some ways and people kind of prickle at the other, at the, the suggestion of the other. Uh, did you find that like bringing these open source practices in, into a more closed source team? 
I think that the people that I, the, the teams that I was working with were pretty open. Um, I, I would, um, give me a minute here. Uh, so I would say the people that I was working with directly were really welcome um, to, to, you know, they were really welcoming change. The, the project that I was working on was implementing new software and new systems. So they were looking for new ways of doing things. I think the organization at large, they're, they're so used to, um, I don't know, I mean, they're, they're used to basically paying lots of money for software to solve problems. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think the understanding that something can be done cheaper, better, faster, with just better processes and leveraging an entire community I, I think was probably foreign to a lot of people that I was working uh, with across the organization. But my direct project team, we had a lot of software developers. We had people that were familiar with agile. We had people that are familiar with collaboration. Uh, but across the organization, it was, it, was, it was hard to adopt. I think probably the, the I don't know if it's, um, the, the, you know, the clearest example that I think was I, I had friction with was with with vendors and with um, partners. So the easiest example is um, looking at like how plugins work. Okay. So in 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 WordPress, if you want to add a feature or you want to add like you know extend the the functionality of your site, you go on WordPress.org uh, or you know you search for a specific plugin and you can add that plugin and configure it within your WordPress install. And boom, you know, you have a new contact form or you have the ability to look at the analytics on your site with different plugins. With the closed source software ecosystem, if you wanted, if we wanted to add a custom piece of functionality, it's very difficult and very expensive to do that. If you wanted to customize the way that something works, uh, it was not as straightforward. You had to really have a vendor and a partner that was certified on this piece of software. Uh, you have to have, um, you know, um, basically like the plugin developers that are developing extensions for this software have to go through a whole vetting process. It's a, it's, it's a lot more secure. Um, there's, there's a lot more certifications involved. Um, I think that that's one thing the open source world could learn from the closed source world, but it, wasn't something like you could go in and just install a new plugin. You had to go through a whole process um, and pay a lot, a lot of money um, to get these kinds of features in place. So, you know, it's, and, and a lot of money you're talking about, you know, 10, 50, 20, you know, yeah, $50,000 plus for, for extending functionality for something. So the prickliness you got from the vendors uh, was around the flexibility that you were pushing for in, in the project. I'm guessing they were probably like trying to do stuff and it was hard to do the things with the vendors. And, and I'm guessing they were probably prickly because of, you know, the request for that flexibility, the expectation almost of that flexibility, or am I hitting it all wrong? Well, let me, let me put it this way. So in, 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 in work, in the world of WordPress and open source, um, let's say you have a, a client. And so, 
I'm I'm working with a client and they want to add a specific feature to their site. Like they want to be able to track um, who's visiting their site and who's filling out certain forms from certain ads. And they want to be able to track all of that. So there's, there's some plugins that can do that. There's some customization that can do that, but pretty much you can hire any developer in the ecosystem that knows WordPress and knows these plugins. And as long as you know, you have the ability, the, the, the developer can do that. Um, you don't have to pay an exorbitant licensing fee to use, to use a plugin, right? You can just find that plugin. It might be a couple hundred bucks. If it's really a very fancy plugin, you pay, you know, um, whatever time it takes to customize that work. And there you go. In the closed source system, uh, and, you know, what SAP had for, um, for success factors, it's a much more, uh, complicated process. So the, the, the vendor, the developers have to be certified by SAP to work on the software. Uh, they have to be certified to deploy to the, you know, to the, to the servers. Uh, they have to be certified to be able to work on, um, on your instance, on, on, on your, you know, on your software. So there's that piece. But if you want to add some kind of uh, plugin that doesn't come out of the box, so um, one specific example is like org, uh, an org chart. So if you want to be able to customize the org, or, org chart features um, in this piece of software, um, you have to use a specific plugin, and um, that plugin is, has to be certified by SAP, and it has to live on SAP servers. So it's, it's, a, it's a much more uh, expensive proposition to do something like that than to do something you know, on, on your WordPress server um, that, that you're running on your own. So it's, it's a lot more hurdles. Uh, it was a, so it's a lot more difficult to do that. And if we wanna be able to add a, a certain feel to a certain form, uh, it was a lot, a lot, a lot more difficult. There were, there were, there's no staging servers. It's, it's, it was really, really difficult to, to develop on. <laughs> yeah, I've so. been in that seat, and as I hear you talk through that, you know, I've been uh, my career been involved with both closed source and open source systems, but um, mostly open source for the last decade or so, at least. Um, but like, as I heard you talk about those aspects, I kept thinking about like, man, that's got to slow things down. Jeez, that's got to limit innovation. But then I also am thinking, wow, that software must be really stable. Wow. That thing must really work every time. And so it's this balancing act between the two. And I totally see where you're coming from around this notion of like each side being able to learn from the other side. Um, I want to dig into this a little bit deeper, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. 
distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Jackie Levy about what closed source world can learn from the open source world. Jackie, right before the break, you were sharing a little bit about kind of the notion of flexibility, uh, but also reliability uh, in terms of lack of flexibility with closed source systems, meaning that uh, vendors and developers and things have to be certified to work on the software to submit, um, you know, deploys and so on and so forth. Um, and how that slows things down, but of course also how it makes it more stable. So from the high level, like what are the top three things that you wish the closed source world would adopt from the open source world? Well, I think that this is really tying into my background of, you know, in agile software. I, three things I would say is transparency, accountability, and collaboration. And Underneath all of that is is competing. Uh, sorry, underneath all of that, sorry, let me let me take that back again. The three things that I would say that the closed source world could learn from the open source world is having teams that are transparent, accountable, and collaborative. And underneath all of that, I would say is underpinning community. And that's one of the things that I think WordPress and the world of open source is so strong on. The reason why I think now, what is it, 39% of the web is running? 39.3 if you're counting. That's right, 39.3%. <laughs> I was going to add that to 0.3%, but I. <laughs> so, so I just saw it. So that's yeah, just refresh December 2020 data. Hey, 0.3% is a big deal when you're talking about the entire internet. So, yeah, no, it's, it's massive. It's huge. <laughs> so I, th I think the, the idea that software and projects are better with more people involved, with more participation, many hands make light work, is a really key piece that everyone has something to contribute to the software and to the product. And that's something that I, I, I did see, it's, it's not like it's, it's invisible across you know, these organizations. There are software teams and digital teams that are innovating from within. So 
I don't want to give the impression that the teams that I was working on were, you know, were completely backwards. But I think the approach that was so important to bring to successful launches and quicker launches is assuming that everyone is involved on some level of, of these projects. So whether that's documenting how a certain feature works, whether that's training, whether that's coordinating people to learn new software, there's, there's so much to having a successful site launch or product launch. It's really, really important to have people that are technical and non-technical involved. And I think that that is what, what I've seen work so well in WordPress. You have just recently, WordPress launched learn.wordpress.org, where people can not only learn about WordPress, but also really teach others about WordPress and those teaching curriculums, materials. It's such a big project. And so I, I think that having, um, ha having th those kinds of resources widely available to really leverage everyone and have that kind of, uh, community and have that kind of education is would, would, would make the software a lot better in, in my opinion um, yeah that's really interesting you know i think thinking back to my own experience kind of getting more into the open source world i mean the thing that really just floored me is going into there was slack wasn't around at the time but forums and things like that and like seeing people actually help each other versus like you know, trying to figure out who is the best geek or the best programmer, the best this, but rather to like say, hey, this person might actually could use some help. Um, but to see that kind of come to life in that way, to me is like underpins that spirit of community that I think is a strength of open source. Um, real quickly from just one point here, Jackie, because we're kind of running out of time. But what do you think like the closed world source could bring to the open source world? Is it that stability through things like certifications and things like that? What is like that one takeaway point the open source world should consider for the, from the closed source world? I think the training that I saw and the certifications were really strong. So when we were working with vendors that, uh, uh, yeah, when, when we were working with vendors to customize the software that, that we were working on, we knew that they had been vetted. They went through some kind of training program. They were referred directly by SAP. So that kind of very, very deep partnership was really remarkable. I, I mean, the people that I worked with, S, uh, the people, sorry, the people that I worked with at SAP were phenomenal partners. They were working with us on a regular basis to check in how the project was going. They were checking sounds in. Like you were, it sounds like you were, it's just from the high level though, it sounds like that, that level of consistency and knowing that the people that you're working with are working at a certain level. And you're right, in open source, of course, it's kind of this kind of almost free for all you kind of have to end up working with the individual to understand kind of where their puts and takes are. Um, but with that certification process, obviously uh, be, being kind of tight there, I'm guessing you, you, you know a lot more about what you're getting into and how that relationship develops over time. Well, this was super interesting, Jackie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I really appreciate it. This is such a 
um, I'm so passionate about this and it's such a great conversation. Um, you've been a great host and it's really inspiring to be able to talk about this and um, have an open conversation about open source and also about closed source. So thanks for having me on. I love it. I love it. If you'd like to learn more about what Jackie is up to, you can visit tenup.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.